welcome to Anchor. Thank you so much for joining us as we explore more stories of hope in the storms of life. I'm Laura. And I'm Abraham. So before we get into this episode, we've been sent a fun question from our friend Annika. She's asked, if you could learn to play any instrument in the world, which one would it be? Thank you so much for that question, Annika. I think I would learn piano because it's been an instrument that I've always loved and dabbled in. Yeah, I think piano is a really great first instrument. It was actually my first instrument as well. My answer now, I think, would be a violin because my friend Max, he played the violin at college and we were in kind of a, a duo band and I drummed and he played the violin and it sounded really cool and I've been wanting to learn the violin ever since. That's really cool. I didn't know you were in a band. We'd love for you guys to send us more questions to discuss in the next episode. And you can do that via our Instagram, which is at AnchorPod, or our Facebook, which is at AnchorPodcast. This episode is about stories of hope, success, security, and setbacks with a very special guest. Yes, we have our friend Arnold Koloki, who's here to share a little bit about his story from uni to becoming an entrepreneur and now managing two successful businesses. In the final segment, Arnold's going to be giving us really useful, extremely helpful how-to tips in leadership, productivity and time management. So keep listening for that. But first, here's an interview. Arnold, thank you so much for joining and speaking to us. Oh, no, my pleasure, man. I love what you guys do. So it was, it's a privilege, really, to be here. Great. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Arnold. Um, I'm originally from London. Or actually, I'm originally from Kenya. I was born in Kenya and then moved to London. Uh, now I live in Brighton with my wife. Um, I am somebody that you would call, I guess, a COVID newlywed. Um, I was planning on getting married during, uh, well, in April, mid-April, but it ended up being that I had to quickly get married just before, literally it was just a few days before lockdown. We only had like 30 people there. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I work for a church. Primarily, that's what I do. I work for a church in Brighton. And there's about 100 students that come to that, ch- as well as, you know, the church is huge. There's about a 1,000 people that's part of that church. And um, there's about 100 students that come. And me and my wife, we've been hired to look after that student work involving, like, making events and so on, as well as getting uh, people to know about the church and the work that we do and also get involved. But then on top of that, uh, what we've done is we've set up a few businesses um, I run a few businesses and these businesses, the good thing about these businesses is they give us um, financial freedom so that we have the time to be able to do the student work that we're doing, which we love so much. Amazing. I think one thing that would be helpful if you could take us from almost a journey from being a uni student and studying a completely unrelated subject and now being at the place you are. Yeah, Sure. Um, So I actually, I've got a degree in uh, biochemistry. And uh, when you look at me, you probably wouldn't, because I'm telling you that I run businesses, you wouldn't assume that I uh, I did anything in biochemistry. Um, But to be honest, um, when I finished my A-levels, that's what I thought that I would do. I had no intention of starting a business at all. My mum actually had said, out of all of her children, she's got three kids, she said, out of all of her children, I never would have expected you to have started a business. But yeah, here you are. <laughs> wow. And um, 
Yeah, so after the degree, what had happened is I decided to do an internship, an unpaid internship at the church, where we would help with the student work. And also the church would support us with, you know, theological training as well as life training. Um, But because I wasn't being paid, what I decided to do was I decided to get a job um, and make a little bit of money while I did the internship. And the job I decided to get was tutoring. I set myself up as a tutor and I was able to earn good money with the flexibility to be able to do the student work during the internship. And I loved it so much. Um, And I was doing so well at it that people were Uh, coming to me and I said, I'm so sorry, I don't have time to take you on. But I also love the student work too. And that's why I didn't have time, actually, it's because I was doing the student work and I wanted to set time for that that student work. Um, And at the end of the internship, I was thinking about getting a, you know, a full time job, but I knew that it would take a lot of my time. Um, And it meant that I wouldn't be able to support the students at the church. So instead, what I did is I uh, upscaled my tutoring, my little tutoring business, and I like really limited the amount of tutoring that I did. I hired tutors and I got them to go around the the city um, and do the tutoring while I made a little bit of commission from it. Um, Once that became stable... Uh, me and my wife, we decided to set up a like two other businesses, basically, where we're teaching uh, life skills and uh, business skills on a platform called Skillshare. And we also have a shop where we sell a few things here and there. And that's working quite well for us right now um, as we continue doing the student work. Yeah. So you mentioned job security and being uncertain about your finances. And I suspect lots of people would find that quite relatable at the moment. So I want to ask you in your own journey, when you hit those moments, what was the thing that gave you hope and what kept you going in those uncertain times? Sure, yeah. I mean, it does go without saying and it is very clear that life is incredibly uncertain. Um, You can't, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You can assume, you can really think, right, this is what's going to happen. But 2020 clearly shows us that that's just not how life is like. Anything can change in any moment. Um, and for me, my story is, so clearly as, uh, you know, I've been working for the church, uh, I'm a Christian. And uh, the, the story actually is that as I was finishing the internship, I had prayed and I said, God, please provide me a way to make money with the freedom to be able to continue doing this student work. Um, and I really believe that uh, Jesus showed me that this is what he wants me to do. This is my purpose. Um, So for me, my hope isn't necessarily in the potential of my company, even though I do think that my my company does have potential. My hope isn't that uh, somewhere around the corner, if I dig and I work hard enough, my big break will come and I'll start start earning seven figures. Uh, No, but actually, I I believe that uh, Jesus has provided me the opportunity to work in the church as well as work in business. So there was actually a time where I was, uh, I remember so clearly it was March, uh, I think it was March 2017, and I had £75 in my account. It was the 31st of March. 
And the, the 1st of April was when I needed to pay my rent, which was something like £400. And I didn't have that money. I was on Universal Credit, but Universal Credit had told me that they weren't going to pay me uh, in April. I don't remember why, but I, ve I remember quite clearly they said that they weren't going to pay me. And uh, I had prayed and I said, God, you told me to do this. Well, didn't you tell me that I should do this? Didn't you put me in this position? Uh, and I just put my cry to him and I say, you've got to help me out then in this situation. And I remember actually the next day that there was £400 um, in my account, just over £400 in my account, which allowed me to pay uh, my rent and continue for the next month. On top of that, I, there were quite a few people who would tell me, oh, Arnold, I, I don't think that you're going to uh, make it uh, in, in this business. Some people, you know, who have actually been helpful. They were trying to be friends or, or um, you know, mentors in this. And they say, you know, I don't think you're going to make loads of money from this. Um, and then I'll just go home and I would be really upset and I'd pray and I'd say, God, didn't you put me here? Why, why is it that I need to feel insecure about my business? If I'm not going to make it, then what's the point of me doing this? And people would come back to me just a few days later and say, uh, Arnold, you know, I'd said this and I'm so sorry, actually, I think that you are going to make it. Um, in fact, one person <laughs> had told me, um, God had told me, why would you say that to Arnold? You need to go back and change it. Um, so from that, I realized that my hope isn't in my business or isn't in the money that I have necessarily, but my hope is in Jesus who uh, directs me and looks after me. Uh, so I, I said to him, you know, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to look after me. Uh, but the great thing is that Jesus says, even before I said that to him, I want you to do this and don't worry, I will look after you. And I really believe that he has. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing, Arnold. So in light of all of that, what would you say to someone who is worried about their future security, about their job or educational security? I totally get it, firstly. You know, it's, for me, you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There, There is no security of employment. Um, and I'm sure that some people who are listening also feel that way. Um, but then even there might be some who aren't listening, oh, sorry, who are listening are not necessarily self-employed, but maybe they have kids or a kid is coming and the, the employment job that they have isn't enough to sustain them and their family and they don't know what's going to happen in the future. And it might not even be anything to do with finances, but it, it might be to do with one relationships or uh, maybe it's how you spend your time or the person that you end up being, whether you end up being significant, whatever it is. I totally get that. I understand that. Um, and I think what I would say is, firstly, there is no promise of tomorrow. You can't guarantee yourself that life will end up as your worst case scenario. And you can't guarantee that it's going to end up as your best case scenario. But what you can do is you can tip the odds. You can, um, you can work at increasing the probability of it going the way that you want it to go. And the way that you do that is focusing on today. Now, the person who's listening might not actually be a Christian, um, or they might be a Christian, but there's, there's one part of the Bible that I think is really helpful regardless of where you are in life. And it's something that Jesus had said. He said, um, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient are the troubles of today. Also, if you're worrying, uh, you can't add an extra hair to your head. There's nothing you can do in your worry that will change the future. Um, and I think that that's what I would tell uh, that person that 
you know, your worry, it, your worry of the future is not going to change the future. So think about what you do today. How can you live day to day um, to ensure that you um, you are looking you have a, a better uh, future. And then also, you know, just what are some wise things that you can put in place to make sure that you have a little bit of financial um, security? Uh, those are probably what I would say to that person, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Arnold, for coming and sharing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Arnold, for sharing your story. It was really encouraging, especially as someone who's just finished uni and is still unsure of what to do. With your business and teaching via Skillshare, could you share some tips that you found useful on your journey or things that you would have done differently? Yeah, sure thing. Um, yeah, I think the first thing, probably the most important practical tip that I'd give anyone, the thing that people must have in order really to uh, progress is actually having a vision of, of where you want to go in life, what you want to do. And it's so important that you do this with Jesus. You put God in the place of this. And you just think to yourself, while you're praying, ask the question, you know, what does the next two, five or or 10 years look like for me? What type of person do I want to be? You know, what do what do I do now that I don't like? You know, what what is it that I don't do that I would love to be doing? Uh, what kind of what would I like like to be doing in terms of work and so on? Or what type of things would you like to have if you don't have a vision for the future? You just end up coasting through life being like, oh, yeah, I'm just going about day by day. And before you know it, the days are gone. Honestly, even for me, I'm only 26, but I still have so much regret of the amount of coasting that I was doing instead of actually having a vision and understanding of where I was going. I'd say the second tip um, is to live your life with that goal or vision or goals, the visions in mind. I definitely wouldn't recommend that you have like, you know, 10, 20 goals for the next uh, two or five or 10 years. That's just too much. I'd say have like between one and, and three, like big goals that, that you're trying to achieve, that you're going for within the near future. And then, yeah, live life with that in mind. And probably the best way I would say to do this is to plan um, on a week-by-week basis. You know, look at your schedule or your to-dos. And instead of thinking about the things you need to do today, think about the things that you need to do this week. Um, And and start to... or, Or don't even actually, sorry, don't... Don't say, oh, in one year, like, let's say if your goal is to, you know, in the next five years, you want to be, it's very basic, you want to be earning £50,000. And you, you, you might say to yourself, you know, what, this year, I by the end of this year, I am going to be earning an extra £15,000. That's just too overwhelming. And it's too much to look at to be able to fully grasp that. It's really best to to think of a week by week schedule instead of a day by day because day by day that you, you don't have the vision in mind that well because it's too detailed it's too focused on each individual day but when you have it on a week by week basis that is really really um important and what I do personally is just every sunday I would think about my week ahead and my goals and I'd say what can I do this week to get me one step closer to my goal so for me what my goals, I have two main goals. My two main goals are to become better at teaching the Bible as a public speaker. 
And then the second goal is to create a life for me and my family to earn a significant amount of passive income so that we have the freedom to do as much as we want to, as much as we can in the church without worrying about pay or even having the church pay us. That that money can go back into the church and serve it there. So every Sunday, what literally what I do is I just think, what can I do this week that is one step closer to the goal that I have, but is also building upon what I've achieved in the previous week? And um, make sure that you put those tasks uh, within your week. And then all your other to-dos, make that revolve around it. So that those are like big bricks that are not movable. They have to be done this week or otherwise, you know, otherwise it's not good. Uh, And then all the other to-dos, even if you don't do those, but you do those things that you wanted to do in the week, it's still a successful week, you know. That's how your life needs to look. A tip three is try to delegate and avoid as much work as possible that isn't in line with your goal. And that, like, I'm not telling people that this could be sometimes a misconception that this is saying be selfish, only do what you want to do and don't think about anybody else. That is not what I'm saying. By all means, it is so important to help other people. And also, it's so important to do certain tasks that aren't necessarily in line with your goal, but are still incredibly important. Things like cleaning your house. You know, those things still need to be done. What I'm saying is you probably, most people probably have uh, things that they have to do or have been given to them, which they don't personally need to do. They can delegate that work out. Or even if they didn't do it at all, it's not really the worst thing in the world. So try your best to get rid of as much work as possible. Just look at all your tasks, all your responsibilities and be brutal. Do you have to do this? Can somebody else do it? Even if the answer is yes, I have to do this. Can somebody else do it on your behalf? And then also make sure that you limit the amount of time-wasting activities that you do in your week, like games consoles or social media. These things aren't necessarily like inherently bad, but sometimes your day can pass by because of so much uh, social media and uh, games and TV and, and so on. But really, really try to limit it as best as you can. Have control over what you're doing with your time. And I really hope that, you know, these steps kind of these tips will help you because it's helped me a lot to maximize my time and make the most of my life. And I think it will. I think it will help you achieve all that you're hoping to do. Um, Like I said, you know, I'm 26 and I, I have regrets of my past for things that I didn't do, which I have to do now, you know. Um, but if you want to unpack this a little bit more, like feel free to look at my videos on uh, Skillshare, on time management and the essential leadership skills. Um, but yeah, this should definitely get you started. Thanks so much. Wow, those are some really great points. Thank you, Arnold. Yeah, very helpful. If you're thinking about improving your leadership or time management skills, I definitely recommend Arnold's Skillshare. Just go to Skillshare and search Arnold Kaloki. It's helped me a lot and it will help you also. That's all from episode three of Anchor. So glad that you could join us for another episode. And we hope these conversations help you and give you hope in these difficult moments. Keep safe and healthy. And we'd love for you to join us in the next episode as we explore more stories of hope.